Hello and welcome to another episode of the In Liminality Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, here with Patrick and and Ryan. Go. Uh, yep, glad to have Ryan <laughs> back for the second week in a row. Um, what's up, everybody? This week we're talking about the Pope Lick Monster, um, hailing all the way from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, before we get into this topic, we did want to give a disclaimer to our audience. Um, I guess we can call it a disclaimer, a warning, whatever. <clears throat> um, the place that this uh, legend, cryptid, whatever you want to call it, centers around is the uh, Popelik Trestle um, like train bridge in Louisville. Um, that trestle is active. If you go there, it may not look it. Um, but it is still very active. Um, 15 to 25 trains still pass by on it on a daily basis. Uh, just the geography of the region makes it very hard to actually hear a train until it's like right up on you. And, uh, you know, we say that we wanted to get that information out there because people have died, um, kind of legend tripping, going up on the trestle to see if, you know, the Pope Lick monster is real. Uh, we're going to get into that. But, um, uh, for those of you that don't know what the Pope Lick monster is in the first place, is uh, like I said, it's a Louisville legend. Um, said to be a half man, half a goat creature uh, that lurks under, on, um, depends on who you ask, uh, this bridge and lures people out um, basically to their doom. Uh, lures them out, they get hit by a train, and you know, that's what happens. Uh, so, guys, I have my, my first question, and I think this is what the audience is going to ask, is what half is what? <laughs> uh, <anytime. laughs> is, it, is it top goat, bottom man? Top man, bottom goat? Is it, like, cut up in a fourth? Is it, like, <laughs> goat man, goat man? Like, what? <laughs> do Or do we know? I, we really don't. I mean... I don't, um, I don't really because have, I mean, I mean, it's supposed to speak, right? So, like, I suppose it's got a, like, a mouth and a voice, I guess. <laughs> but I think it also is supposed to have hooves, isn't it? I always just assume yeah. a satyr. <clears throat> you know. Hooves and, yeah, hooves and horns and a voice. So, like, so what you're saying is, is it's probably not, like, when we say half man half goat it's probably just got a bunch of different qualities of each yeah and like right. a and like a big mess of a character basically. it's like an amalgamation okay. instead of like yeah. okay <laughs> i'll be i'll be and, and full disclosure i'm from louisville but this is not this is like half an hour away from where i grew up so like i don't i don't know i've never met the goat man <laughs> or uh or uh been anywhere close to the goat man so like uh i don't really know a lot about it so i'll just say that but anyway i don't want to interrupt keep going but i think it's good to to know oh yeah so Uh, it's good to give our listeners you know a mental image no matter how disturbing it may be you know (laughs) exactly yeah um right so uh like i said so that's the basis of this legend is that there's a goat man um, made up however you want to imagine them. Nobody's there's no confirmed sighting, so we it's not like last week's episode. Uh, 
right? You picture what you we want. We think there's probably there's probably like three possible origin stories, right? Yeah, and that's what I was about to get into. Um Fuzz, kind of fuzzy. We don't know exactly, but kind yeah. of. Um so like the legend itself, like we couldn't really find out what started it. Um our best guess, well my I, I won't speak for you two. My best guess is that it was a local urban legend, you know, because every place has those. Um, and then in 1988, a movie called The Pope Lick Monster. I don't even know if you'd call it a movie. It's like 15 minutes long. Um, was made. Short story. Uh, yeah, like a movie yet or something. I know there's a, <laughs> probably a term for it. Yeah, just like, like a short, short film. Yeah. Um, but then that kind of repopularized this um, and led to some actual deaths. Um, and then you had the invention of the internet. Her invention. Blows everything yeah, and up, that, yeah. You know, now we know about every urban legend, no matter how outlandish. Uh, there's probably information and then, out there. And then at, at the same time, too, we have the rise in the, the, the paranormal mm-hmm. shows, right, on, on cable. Which I think kind of mirrors that time, and then helps it helps really drive the explosion of these kinds of stories, yeah. you know. So they, they'll they'll talk about they'll talk about this this possible origin of years and years ago. There was a circus train accident at the site, and that like supposedly this half this goat man creature that was a part of the show survives the crash right and then just takes up residence here underneath the train trestle am i getting that right basically yeah and, and i then, have a question relating to that and then and then causes trouble basically so that's one possible story so yeah what's what's do, the question? do we yeah. think that the same circus that this goat man supposedly came from is the same circus that the silver monkeys came from for the Kelly Hopkins. Yep. Okay. I knew that. I knew that's <laughs> where you were going with that because I think every paranormal story for, for cryptids and aliens is going to have a train Something accident. Like yeah. Something about a circus train accident where, where uh, weird animals come out. I knew you were going to say that, too, because we talked about that last week. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that. And then uh, the other one was the, what was the the farmer who was the Satanist? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, uh, and this one goes both ways. Um, supposedly, he could be a former farmer turned goat man um, because he sacrifices goats in satanic rituals. Um, or he'd just be... Uh, you know, the result of a goat farmer um, illicit union, I guess. Uh, try, to, yes. try to keep that as PG Blessing. as possible. Um, we just want to throw out there, guys, bestiality is a sin. Just want everybody to remember that. Uh, the farmer goat union, uh, it would, that would be the third possible uh, origin of this Uh Cryptid, right? Yeah, that'd be the third. Imbeciality is against the law. It's unlawful uh, for uh, the community and to God. So yeah. there you go. Just don't do it. Um, 
just not and worth you, it. Not you worth have it. those desires, I'm sure a psychologist, therapist, psychiatrist, they would love to see you and help you out. Uh, now, now we, now we joke, we make light of this, but as you alluded to, there are some very serious things that have happened because of this. Mm-hmm. This story has blown up. It's gotten crazy popular. And like you said, legend tripping. Now, don't, do we need to define that for people who may not know what that uh, is? Possibly. Um, I'm, Ryan, if you want to, because I feel like you've actually got the most experience with legend well, tripping. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, for me, you know, so a legend trip is basically when you uh, you want to go out and experience this stuff for yourself. And uh, so you travel to the area and you, uh, you know, you, you uh, go uh, sky watching, you know, to look for UFOs or you go investigating for, uh, for ghosts or haunts or something like that. In this case, we have a lot of people who want to go out to this site. And, you know, just kind of investigate whether or not they'll see the monster. But also, they want to go up on the on the trestle, which is what we're telling everybody right now. That is not what we think anybody should do. Mm-hmm. That's caused a lot of harm, which we'll get into in a second. And further, because I have been out to this site, there is a creek that goes below this um, this train bridge. And there's also a very nice pedestrian walkway and place where people go jogging and whatever. The point here is, is that you don't have to do this. If anything, it's very easy to legend trip on this place and people do it. They'll go and you'll just that stand at the bottom and you'll see what what this place looks like it is mm-hmm. creepy i'll tell you uh well i'll get into more about my experience there in a second but like uh again just to tell everybody like you don't have to you know like sure you can go out and see this but there are fences keeping you from going out onto the train tracks as we said there's 15 to 20 trains that go by there every day uh, this is a dangerous place. Um, sure, go to the bottom. Look at it from the bottom. Uh, get photographs there if you want. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's if anybody wants to do that. Yep. We say do that and be safe. Don't go out and be stupid. Stay on the walkway if you're really hoping to get a shot of the go. goat man. You know, take a night vision camera and just look up. Um, if you see a shadow through the people tracks do, or something. People do that. I mean, the legend will tell you he lives under exactly, the bridge. Yeah. You don't have to go out on the, you don't have to go out on the train tracks. It's <laughs> uh, just a weird... Common sense, folks. Him living under the bridge. It's just... just popped in my... That's a weird juxtaposition of... Uh, like the you think of the red hot chili pepper? Honestly, like Billy Goat's Gruff, like the nursery tale. Oh, Billy Goat's Gruff, no, that's great. You saw the goats crossing the bridge now. It's the goat under the bridge. Right, right, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, uh, so I, I can. Do you want me to talk about just kind of like my trip there? Yeah, and, yeah, and what we saw. So you guys probably know now. You know, we like me and especially and my daughter who's twelve who's totally into this, which makes me parent of the year, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, 
we like going out and doing stuff like this and, you know, we do it in a very safe way. You know, we'll go out to stuff like this. And if, you know, I think that it, the moment is too much or that the uh, subject matter is too, too much, you know, then we avoid it. We don't do it. But, but for something like this, and I actually thought there's a little bit of a lesson to be learned in this. Um, we went out, it's just a very short drive from where I grew up. Uh, the northeastern part of of Louisville. It's in a little little town, little suburb called Fisherville, and um, it's a really nice uh, little community, uh, picturesque in a way. And uh, but before you get to there, there is this uh, train trestle and this train bridge, and it's right across the street from like a gas station. So there's a a very easy way to park in this big parking lot by the gas station and then you what you do is you walk on this pedestrian uh i call it kind of like a instead of like a uh, a walkway that would go over it goes under it goes under the road that you just came uh, across and it spits you out on the other side and uh there's a creek that runs right next to it. it's really pretty and there's always people out running and walking uh, we went there at, uh, just as the sun was going down uh, for for pictures and things like that. And um, what I didn't realize uh, was, as I w- as we were talking before, as I had listened to a lot of podcasts about this, and there was, as you can imagine, a lot of people around the country who had done this topic and kind of made fun of it, uh, poked fun of it a little bit, like what we did when we started. And also poked fun because, again, it's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Goatman from Kentucky, it's going to get Snickers a little bit, you know. Um, so I didn't find a whole lot. All Basically, all the podcasts were the same. Uh, what I did know was that there was a tragic element to this story. And I kept trying to find a little more information about that. That's what I was kind of interested in. So as we approach, uh, we parked our car, we walked on the sidewalk, kind of go underneath the road. There's a really nice bubbling kind of brook there next to us. You uh, kind of come out the other side uh, where this, uh, the sidewalk then starts to elevate a little bit and goes up. And then kind of it just kind of comes into your view. You're in a little park setting right there. And um, uh, then, I don't know, say... I don't know, 40 yards in front of you, you see the, you see the huge train bridge and it's, uh, do you guys remember how, how big it was off the, off the ground? Um, I'm bad at estimating these kinds of things. Did it say say the highest? It's like a hundred feet. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly how tall that is, but you know, it's, it's a, it's pretty, pretty far off Mm. the ground. It's big. It's big. and, And you're like, Oh, that's interesting. And, uh, it is very creepy looking. I will tell you that it is a creepy looking structure. We were there as the sun was going down. It was a good time to be there for that kind of mood. And what immediately then my eye was drawn to was a shrine that had been set up at one of the pillars there that was kind of holding up the the bridge. And uh, I wasn't really ready for that. And what I found out was that this was a shrine to the most recent person who had gone to this site and died in a really really tragic way and what we're talking about is the number of people 
who have gone out to legend trip at this site and who have gone out onto the train tracks and gotten caught when one of those trains comes by. And then when that happens, you have very few options left. It's, uh, it's pretty far across. Uh, it's hard that if you're in the middle, you probably can't run back to the other side before the train comes. Um, so a lot of times people fall. And that's what happened to uh, a young teenage girl uh, just a few years ago. Um, so uh, this was a shrine that was set up to her. Her picture was there. People had left behind items uh, in her memory um posters and 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 things like that and it was pretty large and uh i'll try to leave some pictures of this for you guys you can put in the in the notes but when you come up on this the gravity of this kind of sets in and the the jokiness of what we were talking about kind of fades a little bit you realize here that people have made some bad decisions and that have come and that it's happened for years, right? I mean, this is something that I don't know when the first I want to say it's been five people over the course of like the last 20 years who have who have gone out and and, and bad things have happened to these to these folks. Do you guys have uh, do you have more updated numbers than that? I wasn't um, sure. I do I did find a list dating back to um at least 1984. Um and I want to oh, wow. say there's like at least at least six people that have died, yes. um, most of which wow. have been teenagers. Um, I think the oldest being a 35-year-old man who actually wasn't legend tripping at all that we know of. Um, he actually got trapped underneath um, an overturned ATV and a train came along. Um, oh, Which wow. would be, A, I don't know why you'd be riding an ATV across this anyway, but... A to flip an ATV on this and survive that, like you know, in this narrow pass, only to that's an like, interesting, that's yeah, terrifying in its own right. Well, and the other thing about this is here, it's very, it's difficult. It's difficult to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was, I was telling you guys, uh, this is an incline. There's a big hill. There's a, a fenced off portion of this, so you have to climb up the hill, then climb a fence, come on down on the other side of the fence, you're still on a hill. You still have to climb up that. That that just seems kind of hard to traverse a little bit. And then uh, you have to climb up a bit on the, on the bridge to get up onto the tracks. And uh, it's, you know, just from where I was standing, you know, there's signs everywhere that are telling you not to do it, which just make people want to do it more, I'm sure. But, like... Uh, just from where I was standing, I was trying to imagine people doing this, and I, it's not easy. Oh. Um, and the the stories of people, you know, there have been survivors. You know, I think when this uh, when this last gal passed away, uh, I believe her boyfriend survived. Am I right on that? Do you guys? Know? Um, the fifteen year old. Um, there was another girl with her. Um, and she survived, but the incident before that, which happened in sixteen. Um, this was a 26-year-old woman from Dayton, Ohio. Her boyfriend survived. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. And there's actually a really, I guess, uh, kind of drives this home, just this, um, you know, gravity. 
of it. Um, the Courier yeah. Journal actually caught up with him about a year, a little bit after it happened, you know, and he still said he was devastated. Um, wow. Like, you know, he's just said, and all the mental image that he described, because, you know, he lived, he's hanging off the side. He said, like, all he's seen was um, his girlfriend just go flying off the edge. And um, so in order, in order to survive, basically, he got down and hung off the mm-hmm. side of the train tracks as the train passed over yeah. him. And that's how he was able to survive, which is just crazy to think of in itself. And then on the other side, he sees his girlfriend fall to her death, basically. And like, just to show you, like, this isn't something like every person can do as far as hanging out. This guy was a martial arts instructor. So, you know, in shape, dude, like, you know, it's not, it's not like it's just some average Joe up there hanging off the side. This is a guy that's in shape. And, you know, while he has his own life, he's got this mental image of, you know, the very moment he lost his um, girlfriend for going up there. And I believe they went out because of the legend, correct? Yeah, that's what they were there for. They actually had tickets to tour Waverly that night, and um, they -hmm. went up there to hit this up kind of in the limbo. They got to Louisville a little early, and uh, she wanted to check this out. It's just, you know, be careful, mm-hmm. guys and gals. You know, I I went out, you know, there was something that I did. We're off topic for a second. But, you know, I uh, had had a conference. Uh, this was pre-COVID, but I had a conference out in Las Vegas um, for uh, my day job. And uh, so, of course, what did I do? But I went out two days early and rented a car. And just started driving around in the desert in Area 51, and uh, and uh, and uh, going out to see the black mailbox and the and the and the little alien inn, and you know all this stuff out in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. And uh, it was a blast, and I will tell you, I had a blast. But there were times when I was out there, and I was like, you know, maybe it wasn't the best idea to come out here by myself <laughs> because there was no one out there on the road if anything should have happened and uh there's one of those times where i thought this might have been you know i'm not sure i'm gonna do that again i think um you know when i go now if i'm gonna do any of this stuff i'm gonna go with someone i'm gonna tell some where some you know tell people where i am and uh all those things that you hear i'm not gonna be like a missing 411 person where i'm not coming back um so uh yeah uh, we got to be smart when we do this kind of stuff. And uh, if anything, this story just uh, it drives that point home, like you, like you were saying, definitely. And that's like, I think a lot of people, um, I think one reason also a lot of people go up here and kind of ignore warnings is most of our encounters with trains are in vehicles, and trains don't go very fast. You know, it's like the top speeds, like it's under 40 miles an hour. You know, and if you're driving a car every day, 40 miles an hour isn't that fast if you're in the car. Uh, but you got to think of the weight behind these things. Um, they can't stop um, like a car stops. It takes them like anywhere from a third to a half a mile to come to a complete stop. Right. And when you're on that trestle, you know, they don't have that length. They don't have, you know, so it's not like they're just going to pull yeah. on the brakes. Um, 
And also, I say that because 30, 30 miles an hour is a lot different when you're standing out by a train. And I say this because when I was in college, um, there was a shortcut, and it cut like 10 minutes out of my walk. It was crossing train tracks. And I've climbed over trains, under trains, parked trains. <laughs> I will say that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. We weren't supposed to do it. Uh, sometimes there were cops posted on the other side. Um, but, you know, that's a lot faster when you're actually there. And, you know, it's... And I think there's that disconnect, especially when it comes to stuff like this, is people don't realize till you know, you have one barreling down on you. Um, that, right. You know, this is this is it. You know, this is where... I mean, I got my shoe stuck in a train one time, and this train was actually still running, but I was in a hurry to get home. It was idling on the tracks. It wasn't going anywhere. Oh, goodness. And um, I was resigned to just chill out and ride it to wherever it went because I was like, I'm not jumping from this. I'm not, you know. Uh, felt like it was forever. In all likelihood, it was, my shoe was stuck for like five, ten seconds. <laughs> but like right, enough right. to... It's always different. Yeah, yeah, enough for panic to settle in and for me to have a real... Um, you know, moment there, but yeah, I mean, that's enough. That's enough to scare me, man. I'm a chicken about this kind of oh, stuff, yeah. and uh, I I always err on the side of of caution wherever I mm -hmm. am, and uh, I hope if anything, that's what people get out of this uh, tonight. Yeah, so. And I think that's I think that's something as people, I guess, older people looking back at this. I'm not calling you old, Ryan. I just mean. All of us here together, oh, you no, know, no, we're, yeah. um, we're yeah. in our late 20s um, at the very least. And a lot of these deaths, like I said, the guy on the ATV was 35. Um, the woman in 2016 was 26. But other than that, it's been all teenagers. Like, other yeah. than those two, yeah. it's like 19, 20 um, and lower. I mean. And then just for just for people who are wondering. I'm actually 73, so <laughs> people who are wondering how, how old I am. So, uh, but I feel like a sprightly 73. I mean, so. you have to be with a 12 year old daughter. You gotta keep up well, with her. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> sprightly 73. Uh, so the other thing that I think makes this the reason that I was so interested in this story is and we've talked about this before is we've talked about the tulpa mm -hmm. effect or the slender man effect if people know it better than that but do you want to do you guys want to like what's the can you define like the what a tulpa is so yeah so like tulpa tulpa mancy um it's yeah. uh it was like a monastic tradition um at some you know um i'm Struggling for words. Yes. <laughs> yes. Somewhere like in India yeah. or something. Um, but it's kind of gained a lot of uh, traction here with the rise of the internet. You know, uh, people come together sure. and explore this um, this kind of stuff. But basically, Tulpamancy is like um, these thought beings that um, are basically brought into existence, uh, whether through um, right, just right. pure concentration visualization techniques. Um, or like rit ritual mm -hmm. or imagination or, or something. I'm not really sure how you do it, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. And that's and you brought up something before we 
started recording, Ryan, um, you know, th- it's kind of going that and the whole, and you hear this a lot anymore, at least I do, you know, speak it into existence. Like those two right. things are very similar and I would not be surprised if that whole speak it into existence, you know, stems from, you know, has roots in this Tulpomancy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, this definitely seems like a case where, uh, even if there's not, you know, even if there never was an actual part man, part goat hybrid thing on these tracks, uh, this thing, this legend has definitely presented a very real danger, um, to this community. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bad things that we talk about it doing it has done mm-hmm. you know even if it's not real the idea of it has resulted in the same thing that we've talked about which is you know you think about it too much and your 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 brain wants to explode but like it's very much like the like this the slender man instance mm-hmm. yeah. um I yeah think. and pat do you want to explain what that slender man um that instance was yeah so back in 2014 uh two girls uh murdered one of their classmates you know preteen teenagers um and you know they said it was all for slenderman um and it even got to the point where you know these two girls were um judged as adults so yeah because they because they believed in what we know <laughs> you know this is another one of those things where we know slender man's not mm-hmm. real we know it was creepy pasta that was made up on the internet it actually won uh a contest i believe yeah. for like like creepiest new uh uh story on the internet right mm-hmm. we we know it's not real but for some reason these little girls start believing in this thing, and then it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing where uh, these nasty things that it's supposed to have done results in something in real life. I think the one thing, though, I think the girl survived the yeah. attack. I don't, I don't think she was murdered. I think she actually survived. It was, a, it was an attempt to murder. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, to put at least a little bit of a positive on, on that awful story. Uh, but yeah, those, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so, you know, you always think about what comes first, the idea or, you know, the reaction to what the people are believing, you know, how does that work? And, uh, it's kind of the same thing with the, with the, uh, the goat man and, you know, how, how did that, how did that happen? And, and, are you know there are people who do believe that when a huge population of people start to believe in something that it does become real that's the that's you know the kind of the uber tulpa effect if you mm-hmm. will um i'm not sure if i'm going to go that route but i do think there's something really interesting psychologically about the things that we believe in or the curiosity that pushes us to do things that we know we shouldn't do. Um, That's kind of fascinating to me. Oh yeah. I mean, like it's just, 
I mean, I feel like I could go on about this whole Tulpamancy and speaking stuff into existence idea forever because yeah. I mean, you see it in a lot of places. And, like, you know, this is one instance where I feel like, you know, it's very apparent um, that uh, I guess it's just like it's a sequence of events. You know, people get curious about this place. You know, it, it's something that can be explained rationally, I think. Like, you know, um, just yeah. intense curiosity about whether this thing is real or not. Um, and you can also talk about, you know, like teenagers um, going through all the teenager stuff, um, wanting sure. to go up there and whether to see that this is a thing or whether, you know, some kind of uh, um, kind of like rite of passage um, for people in the yeah. area, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah. but you know that all goes back to, um, like you said, tying into, uh, because that's what interests me about this is like where did it first start? Like I so said, we never really were able to find yeah. where it first started, but it has definitely became something. You know, like we said, even if there's not an actual like goat man hybrid up there, um, this location has very real trauma tied to it. I think the interesting thing about this now and what we probably should do to further this story is that, you know, for those of you who haven't gone, I would say go to the site. I would say be careful. Don't go to the train trestle. Go to the under part of the site where the sidewalk is. And I would say take your EMF readers, take your other stuff because if there are haunted sites, this should be a haunted site. Oh, there is. I think that needs to be the next thing that, uh, that we need to do, uh, on this story. But, you know, I don't know if this is in any way a true origin or, or to how, but I feel like there's a, a cycle to how these stories work. And I'm just going to take a stab at this, but, you know, I, I think, the train trestle is a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. It's not a place that you want your kids to hang around, whether they're eight or whether they're 16. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's probably a little bit of truth to the idea that the goat man becomes again, the, um, the deterrent, mm -hmm. right? So say, you know, the moms in the area, you don't want to go to the train trestle kids because that's where the goat man is. The kids, you know, they're little kids. They don't go to the train trestle because, or some of them do because they get told about the goat man. The legend spreads, the curiosity spreads. Then they grow up. They start going there as teenagers. As you said, it's this rite of passage kind of thing where, if you're really brave enough, you go out on the train trestle, you know, then something happens. It gets written about in the media. This whole story starts to grow. More people find out about it. More people come out to investigate it. It's a more of a rite of passage kind of thing. Then you start hearing the stories about this person who didn't make it and this, and then now more people want to go out there. Something happens to somebody else. And again, it happens again. And you've seen this throughout these 30 years or so that we've been talking about where another person 
goes out and something happens and then it spurs other people to go and investigate and the cycle continues and it may have been something as simple as that that started the whole legend it's just now in the cycle along with what you talked about the internet the shows coming out here and doing you know and and blowing up this story even more um i wouldn't be surprised if that was how it got started and now we have this story and this uh pretty tragic stuff that's happened because of it yeah and i mean and that just points to just feel like people in general you know have this and i don't know why because it feels like a pretty um widespread thing you know we have this perverse uh allure to you know dangerous stuff um especially stuff oh, we've yeah. been warned away from um so like you said you know mm-hmm. it could have very well started parents saying you know the goat man on the bridge will get you if you go up there don't and... go it's dangerous don't go there we know why it's dangerous but you convey it to the kids <laughs> in a different way why it's dangerous mm-hmm. there's a monster you know uh and then that just makes people want to go there even more, probably. Exactly. That's, I mean, and it's definitely sad that it's happened, and I feel like that opens up a whole other dialogue of, which, you know, I don't have kids, but you know whether sometimes you should just tell your kid, you know, um, don't go yeah. out there because it's dangerous. You know, it's not that there's a mystical being up there, you know. It's, right, right. And that's... That's kind of what I alluded to in the beginning is it became kind of a little bit of a learning lesson for, you know, my daughter when we went Mm -hmm. up there. I was like, look, this is, I mean, it's right in her face. It's uh, not a, not a cheery subject at all, but this is why you have to, you have to not do stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this also um, goes back to, some of the supposed methods that this goat man uses, you know, like I said, if he exists, uh-huh. um, you know, this cause a very popular part of the legends. He uses hypnosis, um, to make yeah. people stay on these tracks until the train comes and claims them. And I feel like in a way, the legend itself kind of acts like that hypnotic effect to some people that they yeah, go up there and look, and you know they look and they look and they look and by the time they find yeah. out oh you know this isn't real um it's too late uh that's an interesting interesting uh interesting point i think there might be something too in this um about you know we've talked before about um you know the danger in folklore you know we always have the you know, it's always the the teenagers who are who are out late, or you know, who are doing something intimate that they're not supposed to be, or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, and then they get the hook on the side of the car, you know, or something like yeah. that, right? Like, uh, there's always that. I think there's something to be done. You know, I say this, and there's probably been like fifty thesis papers <laughs> written on this, but I think there's something to be done about folklore and real tragedy associated with folk legends um you know i think we could probably come up with with more if we if we did some investigating even probably throughout our state um 
that are similar to this. You know, I know that there are some people who probably gone out looking for ghosts in the gorge who didn't come back because oh, yeah. uh, they were doing some some stuff where they were just taking some chances that they shouldn't. Um, but I think there's something interesting about that, and probably if we looked into it, they, you know, I'm sure somebody has already run with that idea. But this is uh, this is really interesting, and you know, the things that we've talked about, the things that make people want to do this mm-hmm. and participate, and and yeah, yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, I think one aspect of that, and I'll take a stab at it, and um, full disclosure, I'm not a psychologist or anything so this could right. be None 100% of wrong well, well, that's a good thing to uh, but I feel like a lot of this starts off with with a loss of life and you know and kids are curious kids want to ask questions and you just and it, and loss is something that's very hard to talk about um, mm. but you know if you shift that loss maybe out of the focus of 100% reality and you add some fantastical elements to it, it becomes a little less hard. And, you know, somebody that does that, you know, they mean well, um, but sometimes that can spin a whole nother thing, like what may have happened here, you know. um, Somebody fell off the trestle for one reason or another, um get asked about it family member says oh well you know the goat man got him and then that just kind of spirals right uh because that's interesting it spreads like wildfire mm-hmm. interesting so it becomes a coping yeah mechanism in some way uh that's interesting because you don't really want to believe that somebody made that poor decision mm-hmm. really to go out there and it uh, kind of immortalizes that person in a way like even if you true. don't that's- you know even if we don't know the person or whatever started this, you know, that the legend is obviously still around. So, mm. Yeah, that's true. You see, me personally, I feel like probably two high schoolers, you know, probably loners, and, you know, just we're hanging around the trestle and they're like, what if we made up a story about this? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I've done it, but I've I've known people to mm-hmm. do it. I mean, especially living in a smaller community. You know, they try to make these stories, you know, to seem important. All that all that could be, yeah, that could be very true. It could be as easy as that. And then and then it just balloons and uh it certainly hit at the right time, I would say that. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, there's a lot of things I think that really gained in popularity when uh, when the internet and when these paranormal shows um, came on, uh, message boards, Reddit, things like that, kind of came on where you could share ideas. And uh, you know, I'm not sure I'd heard of um, uh, uh, maybe some other cryptids or other things across America until until those things were available, yeah. you know? Well, um, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, and... Interesting. And I also kind of want to take a moment to kind of get back to kind of what we made fun of at the beginning of the show, but I think the... Uh, sure, yeah. I think the imagery <clears throat> of a goat man is very interesting. I'm considering, 
Well, considering a bunch of different things, um, first off, you know, when I think Goatman, um, I think uh, Baphomet, um, the image that's typically used like for Satan. Um, right, right. You know, that's a Goatman. And then it goes back to, like I mentioned, I think a Seder. Like, you know, that's, you know, Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, then, like, even the god, uh, I think the Greek god Pan, um, which they talk about. In, right, right. Well, I'm not going to give spoilers for a certain show that I like to mention quite a bit, but um, (laughs) they talk about they talk (laughs) about it on there. Like, uh, um, just think, you know, it's just interesting because this legend started before. I feel like a lot of that got started, or at least got popularized, um, because like we talked about, you know, the satanic panic in the '80s. I feel like that's when this image of Baphomet really got passed around and really um, kind of solidified that look in a lot of, you know, people can, think. Can you can you guys see, I'm just going to throw it out there again, but can you guys see somebody saying, hey, you don't go out to the, to the, you don't go out to the train trestle bridge because there's a, there's a goat man out there. It's, it's a, it's Satan's goat man out there and he's going to get Oh yeah, 100%. You know, I, I I can I can I can see that yeah I'm with you though I, I all of that all of that imagery and that's the that kind of devil you know goat horns hooves kind of thing I think you know that is a archetype that we've had in stories in folklore in uh, culture throughout hundreds of years it's just another incarnation mm-hmm. of it here and i feel like now like the most recent incarnation is you think you hear goat man or whatever you automatically think evil like to me that's what i think because of that whole oh yeah um you know uh connotation but you know i mean satyrs um back in ancient greece they weren't evil um um fawns um, which uh, to me has always been the same thing as a satyr, but like, I mean, sure. growing up watching like the Chronicles of Narnia, you know, like they weren't evil necessarily. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, um, and and even Pan was a, a trickster, yeah. right? Not, not like, I mean, I don't know, is there evil associated with that? I wasn't um, outside of my realm. I'm not, because my knowledge on Pan's very limited. Um, a trickster, I'm pretty sure, like, that's kind of what um, his whole, like, shtick was. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure he's more in that gray area, especially coming from, like, you know, the Greek pantheon. Um, it don't sure. seem like any Greek god was flat-out bad or flat-out good. Uh, so I will say this, you know, there have been countless um examples of depictions of the devil as a trickster mm-hmm. not necessarily what we would consider like pure evil but mainly just kind of going and kind of messing stuff up for people yeah. you know uh a prankster a little bit uh depending on your beliefs but uh that's i believe that's that's been a depiction a lot. Yeah, too, and I so. think there's, and I don't want to go in because I feel like this is a whole subject I could spend a lot of time on. So I don't want to go into it fully. But yeah, you know, I feel like 
there is that aspect, um, especially if you dig into like, I get like if you approach that type of stuff with more of a scholarship type right. approach. Academic, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas you know, if <laughs> I mean, if my parents heard me refer to the devil as anything other than evil, they wouldn't be happy. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, sure, sure. um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just that imagery, I think, you know, it's, I guess it just adds to the whole story, you know, because like I said, I, when I hear, see, think Goatman, it's not something I ever want to see in my lifetime <laughs> for uh, multiple reasons. And um, I think it just adds this whole, uh, I'll call it a strange attraction to the place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, going back to what we talked about, if it was uh, a goat half at the top and, like, a man half on the bottom and he had, like, some pants on, I think I would be cool with me. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah. And again, I want to emphasize the pants. the pants. I really want him to be clothed <laughs> on the bottom half. Uh <laughs> But yeah, let's go so, get a beer. <laughs> so long as he, yeah, and I'm not sure what he would say, but you know, I mean, for him it would be like, let's get a rusty can or something like that. <laughs> but like, uh, whatever, I would, I, I think I'd be down. Uh, if it were reversed, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> let's get a Warner Mead. Like to, to me, <laughs> I'm the opposite because that, um, uh, like the goat head and like that stuff. That's more yeah. of the like image of like Satan, wishful, you know, because that's like how that's depicted. Where you know, I feel like if I'd come across like right. a satyr or fawn or something like that that had, you know, like from the waist up, like a pretty human appearance, except for maybe some horns and just some, you know, furry mm-hmm. legs and hoofs. Like I would be more accepting of that than I would the flip God. side. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I think, like, on mine, I think he would just want me to, like, pet him. <laughs> and I would just pet him. And then we would we would go off and have adventures like Lassie and and whatever. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. But uh, we might have... the underworld. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Open a portal for me and we'll go back to wherever you came from. That's right. That's right. We might have exhausted this topic now. Um, I think I think we're getting <laughs> close. I do want to mention that um, this isn't the only goat man sighting in America. Um, there's the Maryland goat man, which I didn't do much research into these other ones. Um, I feel like I should have, but I was um, running low. Well, we're not it. We're not in. Yeah, exactly. It's not really a big deal. Um, And then the most recent one was like um, Lake Worth in Texas. Uh, The article I said was like, oh, we got this picture. And of course, can you guess? uh, Like all other pictures of cryptids, extraterrestrials, whatever. Blurry as heck. Could not make out anything. It just looked like this big white blur on a Polaroid. Like there, I could not B- see any defining characteristics or anything. B A F. There you go. 
that's a shame. And when when was the Texas uh, signing from? Pulled up here. It was not that Under long reason? ago. The, um, now oh, these, now the it was long ago. The article's not from long ago. Oh. Um, July 1969. 1969. Oh, okay. A seven-foot well, good year creature. Yeah. A seven-foot Yeah. Man. Now, that would be terrifying no matter what half was what. Holy <laughs> Lord. So, I mean, the difference that you're talking about, too, I assume in the Maryland case as well, is that you have people talking about seeing these yeah, things, which we exactly, don't have. Here. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, that's another kind of interesting point of this case. I mean, yeah, the one in Texas could be playing center for like an NBA team. Like, that's outrageous. <laughs> I hope you know, he comes gonna, to you, Kevin. They probably just got a picture of Yao Ming. Yao Ming. I mean, if, yeah, if you pull yeah. up that article, that picture is. That's not evidence. That is, it looks like, no. I don't know. Like, I would think like a the start of a brush fire. Like, just a bunch of smoke. Huh. Yao Ming did play in Houston, no. so you never know. <laughs> well, if he does, yeah, right. I we need some, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, well, we uh, we always need... A good goat human hybrid who's got height on our basketball yep. team. So <laughs> come on. And hey, you can get paid now for playing for UK legally. You got to so. think, you got to think the human goat hybrid would have a lot of financial. Oh, yeah, plenty of sponsorships. You wouldn't be able to drive farmers without seeing like his face plastered on everything. Um, I'm thinking uh, uh, any any kind of well again it depends on which half is half. I mean he couldn't do a lot of commercials if the top half is the goat half. So I'm just saying there's a lot of thought that has to go yeah. into this. So uh, I'm thinking I probably should stop talking well, about if it. If any so. goat man, <laughs> seven foot tall goat, or you know if you're out there listening, um, contact mm-hmm. us. Which you know they yeah. are. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, and you know we'll we'll go through channels. Ryan probably has more connections than Pat and I do when it comes to actual UK. You know <laughs> that stuff. So, oh yeah. Um, I can hook you up. If, I wonder if the NCAA was actually pondering things like this, and that's why it takes them so long to act on things. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a separate. Um, <laughs> that's a separate tangent that I would go off on on another podcast but anyway uh so last thing um i just want to get y'all's take on this and we mentioned it a bit before the show but i want um, to hear you both kind of say what you're um so on visit louisville uh the instagram page um i think this was from back in 2016 um or it may even be i got it pulled up it don't give a date um but they have a picture um, standing underneath the um, uh, Pope Lick train trestle with the caption, you haven't climbed on the Pope Lick train trestle, you haven't lived. Uh, given everything we've said and everything we know, um, what's your reaction to that, Ryan? <laughs> uh, well, 
it, I, I mean, I was kind of shocked when you said that. I just think uh, there's probably nothing more irresponsible uh, than to take the story that we've just told and then encourage people to go and do something that is not only against the law, but something that has resulted in at least, uh, you know, a handful of people, you know, losing their lives when they were doing it. It's ridiculous. It's irresponsible. It's disrespectful to all of the people who, and, and the families of those who lost their lives doing this. We've had some fun on this podcast talking about the legend of what this thing could be. But I think it's encased in the seriousness, and we know um, about the tragedy that's happened because of this story. And I think, you know, um, to have somebody do something like that, uh, you know, I, we just can't emphasize enough, you know, to those, those folks listening, be safe about this. Don't be, don't be silly. Don't take chances. It's not worth it. And uh, you don't want to be one of these people that we're talking about someday on a on a podcast yeah. like this. And we don't want you to be those people either. Yeah. I mean, and to me, like, Louisville's not a small town. Like, it's not like this is the only Louisville attraction, you know? Like, there's just... It's not even, it's not even in, it's not even close to this. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty far away from anything that I would consider to be immovable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's bizarre to say that. Uh, it's just, it's, it's strange. Uh, you know, I will say this too, is that, you know, during research for this, I found that a lot of other podcasts had this kind of flip attitude. You know, they would have their fun and make fun of this story and this legend and whatever, but they would never, ever acknowledge what mm. happened. And it really bugged me. And, you know, I, I thought, too, if I was ever going to do a podcast, like, we would do it this yeah. way. You know, yes, yes, you can have fun with the, with the imagery of this and the kind of ridiculous nature of this story. But you have to acknowledge the other mm-hmm. half, that there are bad things that have happened because of this. And there is a, a, um, there is a sad part of this story. There is something. And you do want to make your your homage to that, you know, you do want to, uh, acknowledge that and, uh, yeah, just shame on them. Yeah. For that. Just Cause I mean, like when you talk about this stuff and especially in the way that we are, you know, about our home state, the stuff that's happened, um, you got to take the good with the bad. Um, otherwise you're doing listeners a disservice. You're doing, um, you know, if there's victims like there are in this case, uh, you're doing them, their families a disservice. And, uh, you know, we don't want any part of that. We want to do the due diligence of, like we said, you know, some of this stuff might be hard to talk about, but if you're going to talk about this, I feel you have to talk about the bad along with, you know, like we said, yeah. you can say what you want about the imagery or whatever, uh, but it, when it comes to very real-world consequences... I feel like that's something that always has to be touched on. Yeah, I agree. No doubt. Uh, Pat, you got any closing thoughts or remarks? If it seems like a bad idea, it probably is a bad idea. It's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, 
the railroad company had fences up, uh, plane signs that say, don't trespass, not safe. I mean, and people still tend to do this. And if, if I can tell you anything, just like Ron said, go visit, you know, pay your respect to the memorial, but don't be stupid. Don't climb on the bridge. I mean, it's not safe and it's not worth risking your life for. I mean, that's really about all I can say about it. I agree. Well said. Yeah. Um, all right, so I feel like that wraps up our uh, episode on the Popelik Monster. Um, like Ryan pointed out, if you want to go to this location, uh, there's a nice pedestrian walkway underneath it. Um, that's even where the goat man's supposed to be. Um, there's no reason to um, put your life at risk um, climbing up on this uh, train, active train trestle. Uh, so just be smart about it. Um, you know, if you do go and you go underneath it, take pictures or whatever, please send them our way. You know, we'd love to see them. Um, but other than that, uh, I feel like this was a good discussion, a good topic. And uh, Tyler, signing off. This is Patrick. This is Ryan. <laughs> Stay haunted. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, this episode uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you all another one here soon thank you all